CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Ettinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to ETF Edge, your go-to place for everything exchange-traded funds. I'm Frank Collin, in today for Mr. Bob Pisani. And this week brings a somewhat merciful end to the first half of 2020. For ETFs, some clear trends have emerged. The winner for inflows, that continues to be the bond market as the Fed buys up treasuries, corporate bonds and ETFs, as well as muni bonds. Most of the money in equities is going to those top plain vanilla index funds with Vanguard's ETF suite capturing almost 40% of all inflows. And joining me today to unpack all of this, Brian Lake, head of America's ETF distribution at J.P. Morgan Asset Management, and Todd Rosenbluth, Senior Director of ETF and Mutual Fund Research at CFRA. Todd, we're going to kick things off with you. What's in store for the second half of 2020 if we have you look into your crystal ball? Well, first off, let's just recap. Over $200 billion, billion with a B, has flown into ETFs despite the fact that we emerged into a bear market and despite the fact that the volatility has picked up significantly. Investors rotated towards fixed-income ETFs that you mentioned, like LQD, and HYG getting corporate exposure. They moved into gold products like GLD. Uh, And where we did see money going into international ETFs were some of these lower-cost products. Uh, J.P. Morgan has some of them. We think we're going to see continued growth. We could actually get closer to a record year in 2020 uh, for ETF flows. If people who found ETFs during the market volatility continue to embrace them, Retail and institutional investors, we think we're going to challenge the record year of a couple of years ago. All right, turning out to Brian. Thanks for joining us. So you've said in the past that it's time to buy high quality. What do you mean by that? Kind of break it down for us. It's, it's certainly a pleasure to be here. So when we're thinking high quality, we're thinking about how are investors adapting their portfolios for what is the reality of an unprecedented uh, time. Uh, certainly there's uh, a lot of unanswered questions, uh, and investors are thinking about what do they need to be doing in their portfolios. Um, and so we know that we need to stay invested in equities. Uh, we've certainly seen a huge rally off the bottom. Um, but how do we do that in a way that's thoughtful and articulates the view that we want to take on markets? And so quality is a great way to do that. Um, it, it helps you identify the strongest balance sheets uh, of companies that are going to benefit and hopefully come out of this as winners um, in the long run. Uh, oftentimes, investors will look at dividends for that, but with all the dividend announcements that we're seeing come through, we think that that space is going to be challenged. And so when you can use uh, an ETF like JQA, JQUA from JP Morgan to help you identify the 100 strongest balance sheets that go across both tech, uh, energy, and other areas, uh, that certainly helps you um, to tilt your portfolios towards some of those names that could benefit in the long run. All right, well, moving on, while passive funds, they remain overwhelmingly popular, more than 97% of all funds. Active management, that seems to be coming back in really a big way. Brian, J.P. Morgan just launched two active transparent equity ETFs. We've been covering active non-transparent ETFs a whole lot on this show. Can you just briefly explain the difference and tell us about these two new products? Yeah, well, this goes back to putting the investor at the center of the equation and you know, what investors are trying to achieve uh, in their portfolios. And, and Bob, we've said all along that the ETF is a technology, it's a wrapper, uh, and it's the engine that you put inside of it that delivers that outcome that you're looking for. Um, and so to your point, we have seen uh, persistent flows towards passive over the last um, decade or so, you know, backed up by strong markets. Uh, but we have seen extremely strong flows into uh, active, active fixed income in particular, 
Uh, JP Morgan, we have a, a, an ultra short strategy, JPST, that has also benefited from that, delivering great outcome for investors. And now we're starting to deliver equity strategies through the ETF wrapper. And the way that we think about this is, uh, this is just the best, the way of delivering the best of JP Morgan through the technology, uh, the benefit-rich vehicle of the ETF. So we've launched two active equity uh, portfolios. They're both 100% transparent, meaning you could see their holdings um, anytime throughout the day uh, on our website. So these are not delayed transparency or active non-transparent. These are daily transparent ETFs. We've done two of them, uh, premium income, which is an option overlay strategy, hopefully um, um, buffering investors' income uh, in these markets while also managing their downside volatility, as well as an international growth story, um, again, actively managed, which helps you navigate these, uh, these interesting markets. Todd, turning over to you, now, as we mentioned, passive funds, they remain overwhelmingly popular, but what's your take on all this and where do you see this whole trend going? We certainly think there's demand for active management in the ETF wrapper. ARC Funds, which has had products in the marketplace fully transparent for six years, has the 10th highest inflows in 2020, uh, ahead of some of the much larger, more established asset managers. They are now a top 20 ETF provider. We've also seen, as we mentioned, these semi-transparent ETFs have come to market from American Century, from Leg Mason, from Fidelity, and we've got some other firms that are lining up to do this. We think there's demand. There are people who want to outperform the broader market, want the benefits of tax efficiency and low cost structure with ETFs. This isn't going to appeal to somebody who is excited that they got a three basis point product from iShares and Vanguard tracking the S&P 500. But for folks that want to try to outperform, as mentioned earlier, right. some of the proven strategies now exist in an ETF wrapper. So speaking of iShares, we've seen some fees get cut in the ETF world. What's your take on that, and how does that impact some of this passive versus active management trends? So this is tremendous. This is a huge win for investors. iShares on Thursday cut the fee for IVV, which is their S&P 500-based product. Nearly $200 billion in assets went from four basis points to three basis points. IJR and IJH, which are the more mid-cap and small-cap-oriented products uh, offering exposure are also cheaper. iShares is the leader in that space. We think this is in the mid-cap and small-cap tied to S&P 500. We think this is great. Investors are getting nearly free exposure to track prominent S&P indices in the ETF wrapper. All right, excellent. So finally, let's check in on what's been going on with the work-from-home ETFs. It kind of seems like everybody's getting into this theme. Direction launched a work-from-home ETF last Thursday. BlackRock just filed for its own virtual work-and-life ETF. Todd, we're going to go back to you. Where do you stand on all this? So thematic ETF investing has been increasingly popular. Again, this time actually a rotation from individual stock selection and trying to pick a long-term theme and getting the benefits of diversification from ETFs. You mentioned Direction has this ticker WFH, work-from-home uh, ETF, that launched last week. You get exposure to established growth companies like Amazon and Alphabet, but more targeted companies tied to the work from home. Uh, I'm not Zooming with you now, but I've been Zooming throughout the day and using Box and other technologies that are out there. We're going to see more players in the space. I think more of the asset managers are going where the opportunities are. There's a product like Germ, G-E-R-M, that have emerged tied to how you can respond to COVID in the past week. We're going to see more of these thematic-oriented ETFs in response to the current environment. And I, I think it, all investors benefit from these choices.
Hey, Todd, really quick question before we toss things back over to Brian. A lot of these work-from-home ETFs are in this theme. They seem to have a lot of those large-cap names that you can find in a lot of other ETFs. How do they, in the long term, dis differentiate themselves from other ETFs that we see out there? No, I'm agreeing with a lot of the things that, that Todd just said. You know, it, it just talks to the flexibility of the ETF wrapper and giving investors choice uh, so that they can express views through their portfolio. So, yeah, of course, you're going to see some of those common names that are showing up in that. But, you know, whether that's quality or whether that's a thematic um, work for home play, what we do know is that investors like to own what they what they know and what they use. And so a lot of the same names are going to keep bubbling back up, whether that's um, the Amazons of the world or the Fangs uh, that, that can that can play into that. And so. You know, I think that ties to this whole theme of winners and losers coming out of this crisis. And some of those work from home companies may benefit uh, over the long term, just given the structural shifts that we're seeing. So, Brian, does that mean you see this as a lasting trend, the one that will continue at least for the rest of this year? Well, that's a that's a question that I don't think anybody knows the answer to. But I think that we've learned a lot over the last couple of years about how investors think about markets, uh, how investors are um, behaving, uh, given the recent volatility. And uh, I do think that having the variety of ETF uh, does help investors in the long run, whether that's, you know, somebody lowering prices or whether that's providing specific exposure to um, names that might benefit from work from home or whether that's doing things like providing premium income or active management, and international growth. These are all great tools for investors to build uh, the portfolio to achieve the things that they're trying to, uh, to do over the long haul. All right, Brian and Todd, thank you so much. That does it for this week's ETF Edge. I'm Frank Collin. Again, thanks to Brian and Todd for joining us today. We will see you next Monday, same time, same place. Have a great week. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Ettinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts.